It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Because you are one of the biggest Marvel fans that I know. And what is it about this franchise that really entices you? Do you wish that you were one of these superheroes? Oh, of course. Everyone does. Who do you want to be? Who do you think you are? Man, I mean, it was like Hulk for like the longest time. But now now it's like probably, you know, as I've gotten... More mature. Yeah. It's like... gotten older. I probably don't want to be walking around like green and gigantic and cheerless and rageful all the time. Okay, so you're thinking in the literal sense you wouldn't want to be Hulk. I don't know if anyone would literally want to be Hulk. That's uh, that's I, like, literally wanted to be Hulk. Like, Well, you like the shirtless aspect. Well, no, it's because... (laughs) Don't lie. (laughs) It's because uh, you can ask Katie, but there are a lot of times where I see something that's far in the distance Mm. or, like, I'm staring up at a tall building and I'll be like, do you know what I'm thinking right now? (laughs) She's like, you want to, you want to be the Hulk and climb it. it, it well, the Hulk could just jump oh, and be that's there. True. Like, yeah, in the comics, he could like jump across continents, and so yeah, there are a lot of times where I'm like, well, like we were hiking up Mount Diablo, and I was like, man, if I were the Hulk right now, like, you just jump up ju- and be at the top of Mount Diablo. But okay, so how about this? Let's let's meet in the middle because I connect strongly, specifically to Smart Hulk. I want all of the benefits of being that buff and beefy. But also being able to control my emotions and my anger and wear a nice cardigan and glasses just like Smart Hulk. The only reference that we have in the MCU to Smart Hulk is like basically Avengers Endgame. And that's my only reference. I'm not a big comic book yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah. Are you like are you the type of person that watches every Marvel adjacent thing that comes out on Disney Plus? Uh I I set boundaries. So my boundary is Netflix Marvel stuff that came out before oh. um before we knew that like before we knew Daredevil was canon. So I haven't watched like the Daredevil or the Luke Cage or the Punisher any or of the, the Jessica Defenders, Jones. Right? Yeah, any of the I haven't watched because like that's a lot of commitment. And, and TV shows in general are a lot of commitment. I don't watch a lot of TV shows, but it's I love I love movies though. That's why like well, cuz movies are like one and done. Yeah. You, you dedicate an hour and a half, you get a beginning, middle yeah. and end. Yes. But and like now we live in the day and age where we got to binge everything. Yeah. They give us one season mm-hmm. all at once and they mm-hmm. expect for us busy people and uh busy people in our mid 20s to just sit down and be like, "Yeah, I, I have uh, 12 hours to spend." Yeah. Yeah. And I could it, watch 12 episodes back to back. Asking, to back. And you're asking me to practice self-control it's and you like it's, it's not healthy, uh, yeah. but it's so good. Yeah. Which is why Marvel is like cool because they kind of took the uh the continuity of TV shows. Yeah. But they put it in movies. Because like now it's like, whoa, these 22 films are connected. Yes. But like it was connected over a span of nine years. So like they I can, changed I can the game. Watch, yeah. they, they, well, because like, yeah. The, I think my, my issue with movies as opposed to TV shows is that there is, once it's done, it's done. And I'm going to miss those characters unless there's a sequel. Um, you don't have as much time to flesh out characters and their relationships. But now Marvel's changed the game. Because you could look at someone from the very first Avengers and see them at the very end of the mm-hmm. fourth Avengers film mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh my God, you've changed so much!" Yeah, right. I've yeah. watched you. I've watched twelve hours of you. Yeah, and like you are a changed person. Yeah, and you feel like you have a relationship with that person. Honestly, like you've been through a journey with that person. Yeah, I don't know. If, do you feel that way with TV show 
like yes other, okay I, let's say I like breaking I'm, bad for instance have you seen it no i uh, how what are you doing with sorry. your life again commitment like i it, too late in the game issues. how many how many seasons is that that's five seasons I mean that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of TV. Maybe but it's if you'd ask me when it came out, I I can get addicted to movies, TV very easily. So like I just I can't do that. So like, you yeah, saw a glimpse of it, and you weren't enticed at all. I mean, I've also gone through it once. The Flash. Okay. Which I I can objectively look at the Flash and be like, this is a terrible TV show. Well, was it the on the thing. CW? Yes. Anything that comes up on oh, the CW. Oh, is it all bad? Just I feels like know. it's low budget. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. feels like you know the crew's not trying as hard. It's so it's so, not getting getting paid as much. It's so, it's so bad. You know, it's not like they really care about the set that much, and like <laughs> it seems like they take every every first take that they take is the take. <laughs> it's literally is like, and and the the, the storyline is always the same. I'm sorry, you have someone with godlike superpowers, yeah, like super speed. To the point where there's a there's an episode in like season three called Flashpoint, uh-huh. Christian. Have you seen all of it? No, I've never there's seen the Flash. There's an episode where he is literally moving so fast that the entire episode took um, existed in the span of like an explosion, but the explosion hadn't even happened yet. It was like the at the at the inception of the explode like the point yeah. that the explosion happened that's the entire episode all 42 43 minutes it's mm-hmm. like if you can move so fast to where an explosion is happening that's about to kill the entire that's city true. and you're deciding to take that whole episode to like run around and bring people into this like flash time you bring people into your flash time like how do i stop this explosion oh uh, i don't know i can't exist in this time and then they freeze too. And then he has to go to someone else. And then he has to go to someone else. And then he has to travel back in time to ask somebody else how to like all of these things. And I'm like, so when you're fighting like a punching bad guy, like, couldn't you have just put him in hand? Like, why did easily he, have done that? Literally, if you like, were that fast. All, yeah. So it's just, but all every episode is him not being able to take down that he, someone that he can obviously take down, and then going to his family, his dad or Iris or something, being like, "I can't do this," and then his his dad or something being like, "Yes, you can. Do you know why? Because I believe in you." And then he goes and takes down the bad guy, and then he does that twenty times in a row, and then it's the second season. My question yeah. is, why have you gotten so deep into this show? I don't know That's, that you over scrutinize, like, and so, then it comes to like Breaking Bad. <laughs> You're just like, like I have commitment issues. Yeah, that's why. Like that's what I mean is that it's so bad, but I I've watched all of it. And it's You're like crazy. five seasons. You are right? a crazy yeah. man. Yeah, which is why you've it's wasted like, time. Yeah, exactly. Five seasons yeah. of the flash as opposed to five seasons of breaking bad. Again, do you see the like the 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 commonality between this and Marvel is that it's it's a superhero. It's a guy with abilities. That's yeah. true. You I just think wanna, that's it. You just I just want to see guys with abilities. Wanna, yeah, I just want to be able to run fast or like like carry thing hey, or something. Well, you're already a superhero. Aww. And before we get into that, I want to introduce you, our very special guest, to the baddies, to the listeners. So baddies, welcome to another episode of ICBTV's <laughs> Highly Irrelevant. I'm your host, Christian Baltazar. And today I'm joined by a special guest, someone that I've known for years and that I love dearly. And uh, I'm honored to be one of his groomsmen in his upcoming wedding. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have Martin Lejano oh, in the building. He is a music teacher. He is a trumpeteer. He is a fantastic musician and a very buff man. That is actually, you, you look like the Filipino version of the Hulk. I think that you if compete with him. 
If, if you could blush? blush? If I could blush. Uh, I'm too brown, huh? That's like such a nice thing. Katie would be like, th- you know, I'm, yeah. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you and the Hulk, what you guys have in common is that you don't like shirts. <laughs> Um, something the listeners should hear is that like uh, we have a background together in music. Um, we are a part of an acapella group that is currently on a hiatus. Um, I'll put up some clips here. It's you, you put together basically the, uh, it's, it's like you were putting together the Avengers. It's like we had put together the Avengers. Like we got different people of different skill sets. I'm so giddy right now. We're just like, okay, we're going to find an alto who could do runs like a motherfucker. <laughs> well, we also have a, a, a female, a, a soprano with a high pitched voice with a lot of clarity. Check. Okay. Oh, we got a, we got a big dude with like a very deep voice. Okay, and he has a musical background. Fantastic, sign him up. All right, we're gonna get this uh, chocolate man that could sing kind of high notes and like he has vast experience with karaoke. Sign him up, and there's you, the guy that arranges it and can beatbox, and you're musically inclined, dude. You just equated our singing group to the Avengers. Yeah, that's so funny. Andrew, I mean, we Garf- assembled. Yes, Andrew Garfield said that in uh, in No Way Home when Tom Holland was like, "I'm not gonna brag, but." I was in the Avengers. And he was like, oh my God, that's great. What is that? Uh, you guys don't have the Avengers? What, what is that? Are you in a band? Are you in a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> great. Sorry if you haven't seen No Way Home yet, but if you haven't, it's been months now and get your shit together. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's what I love the most in the world and what I, a reason why I think we love each other <laughs> is because we connect on music. And... It it just blows my mind that like a series of sounds and put together in such a strategic fashion at a certain rhythm yeah. can really uh, what do you call it spark emotion. It, yeah, I'm I'm getting married in a couple of weeks and um, we've been talking about this a little bit. Like I have to I have to write a vow. I have to write some vows and and yeah. the. And as I've been trying to figure out how to the words to say, mostly the things that come up are like melodies and lyrics. Like, but and I, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. But yeah. um, I think it's because yeah, like when words are failing, music tends to kind of fill that void. Music tends to speak for you when words yeah. fail. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a it's a form of communication. I mean, like it's. I feel music way more than I feel just words. Mm -hmm. And when you combine the two, then that's like the ultimate form of communication to someone that you love. Yeah, yeah. In a, in, I I got a degree in ethnomusicology. A lot of syllables. uh, It's studying music from around the world. And, and, uh, and the, one of the first things that we learned in ethnomusicology was that like, uh, in some cultures around the world, um, 
they don't even have a word for music. Like we call music music, mm-hmm. and in some cultures they don't even have a word for it because it's just it just exists. Like mm. like you just uh, wow. I don't I don't know how to explain. Like we don't talk about the. F- it's kind of like we don't talk about the fact that we breathe. It's like they don't talk about the fact that they're playing music at that moment. They're just playing music. Like they are just. It just exists. Yeah, it's just existing. And that's how intertwined into culture music mm-hmm. is. Uh, the fact that yeah. you don't have to speak the same language. It's, it's like the whole cliche thing of just like a smile is universal. Mm-hmm. Uh, laughter is universal. Music is universal. Even though there are subcategories and subgenres, the fact that we could all connect on it. It's so, so cool. Like, so cool that you can go to another country Mm -hmm. where, uh, like, yeah, right outside the venue, you were, like, not, you couldn't talk to people because you you don't speak the same language as them. But the moment you go into the venue and you're listening to the music, you're all having the same experience. Mm -hmm. You're, like, because the sound is speaking to you. Yeah, no, music is a... Music is a hell of a thing. How'd you get into yeah. music? I don't know if I've ever asked you like what your first musical experience was. That is, oof. and I think it's like a big part of us, right? And so that should be like a memory that we keep near and dear. I, I don't know. There are like some things that come to mind. I mean, I picked up trumpet in the fourth grade, and was that what? upon your own jurisdiction or like? Yeah, because my sisters had played instruments, and I thought that. Playing instrument looked really playing an instrument looked really cool, and why did I pick trumpet? It was because that was the one that looked like what boys play. I, I don't know, like or like I went to I went to the Walnut Festival. Trumpet yeah. is masculine. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna play that. Yeah, I think I went to the Walnut Festival, uh-huh. uh, and I saw Concord High's marching band, and there was a trumpet soloist, and I was like, that I want, I want to be. That's that. cool. Yeah, that's fucking dope. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, and so you stuck with it the entire time. Yeah, up that, until like now, dude, you still play your trumpet, right? Yes, yeah. So that is, yeah, that is definitely cool because I see like being a music teacher now. It's a lot of, uh, yeah. I think, I think that uh, initial attraction to an instrument is important, and I think kids should uh, should like feed into that initially because. When we're doing, we do like instrument petting zoos for fourth and fifth graders who are picking up an instrument and we let them hear every single instrument and the way that the teacher describes it, the elementary teacher is like, Hey, if you like the way this sounds, then maybe this is the instrument for you. Like, like kids should kind of be drawn to the sound and, and it, and it's crazy how it works because like they're drawn to the sound and then it just so happens that we tend to have a pretty balanced instrumentation in elementary school. And then, and like over time in middle school and in high school, like maybe there are some kids that switch a little bit here and there and that that's that's for the sake of like one like maybe um maybe they tried out the initial instrument and they're moving on to something else and then two it's like we're trying to get the instrumentation right for the ensembles as we're going up to the higher levels but but yeah ultimately that that uh that attraction to the sound is like is super important and, and i think it uh it plays a big big role in um in what instrument they end up playing later on. And that's why, yeah, I think I just, 
I liked the sound of the trumpet and gravitated towards and that. yeah, eight nine year old Martin made a pretty good choice because still it's today good, I like I like the sound of trumpets when when there's a band like I'll listen to all of them but if a trumpet starts taking a solo or something like my interest is peaked more yeah. like if I hear a trump like yeah I'm just I'm just genuinely more curious about the trumpet than I am about other instruments I love yeah. that and I'm like jealous yeah. that you're able to like stick through with one instrument because yeah. like in in elementary school, I wanted to be a part of the music program. I, I yeah. you know, I grew up singing, which like a lot of my listeners do know. And then in the fourth grade, um, the orchestra was available, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play the, I'm gonna play the violin." Yeah, violin, really difficult, really hard. <laughs> oh, was man. not good at it. Mom oh. spent like three hundred bucks on a yeah. nice violin, barely played it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, "Okay, I'm, I have all the time in the world to get really good at the violin." And then I moved middle schools. I moved from Pittsburgh to like Benicia. I was just like, dope. All right. All right. Now I'm going to play violin. Like, where's the orchestra? And then like the band instructor was just like, oh, oh we don't have an orchestra, boy. They're just like, you're going to play the saxophone. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me just switch gears real quick. And, and I, I love the saxophone. Yeah, Saxophone's yeah. sexy, right? It's it's like a good solo instrument, and like you could really play a good melody, and like the tone is nice. But I was like, okay, still not that good at the saxophone. I just moved here. I have all the time in the world, Christian. Yeah. I have all the time in the world. Uh, go to high school. Join the marching band. Everyone's playing saxophone, <laughs> and they're just like, we need more tubas, oh. and like no one's volunteering for tubas. And so like I'm pretty sure in high school, high school band was sizest. Because I was a bigger dude. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, we're going to randomly pick and choose who has to give up their instrument so that they can play tuba. <laughs> and so they got a, they got us lined up, right? Stop, lined stop, up outside. Stop it. I'm like, all right, I got chose. It was just like random. I thought it was random. I look around me. I'm like, oh, we're all big boys in here. <laughs> we're all big motherfuckers Yo. in here. Yeah, it's our band instructor was just like, okay, now that you've been randomly chosen, I'm glad that you have are willing to sacrifice what you played initially uh. to play the tuba. Congratulations. Here's a sousaphone. And so I never got to like really stick to one instrument. I did not. Damn, I didn't know that you played the violin and the saxophone. Yeah. You just played all the, you played the string family, the woodwind family, the brass family. I've been everywhere, yeah. but I was not good at everything. And then you ended up being a singer. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I've always been a singer throughout that. Right, so, gotcha, like, that was, gotcha. like, my main thing. Gotcha. And I'm glad gotcha. that I, like, joined band and, like, orchestra because it taught me, like, some theory and yeah, some, yeah. like, you know, actual structure to what I'm doing with my voice. Yeah. So that part's cool. Damn. Wow. You've really been, that is... That is like a dude. That's I. I didn't do that, and I teach those instruments now. Given like, and I and I didn't do that. Like, kudos to you, man. That's a lot of. But now you have to know to a certain extent. It takes a level of musical knowledge of like, regardless of what the subject is, to be able to like know something so well to teach it to like someone else. Yeah, I mean, so I teach. uh, I teach high schoolers. So wow. Cheers Yo, to you, I remember, dude. Dude, I remember when you came to uh we did a gig for the high school. I'd asked Love if you guys would be down to sing at like uh it was like a pancake breakfast. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Back in twenty seventeen and we went to like a Huckleberries or something. Yeah, yeah. And you had uh it was what was it? 
uh, Applebee's. Applebee's. Okay. It was Applebee's, but before Applebee's like was open for the day, so that like we had all the all the band parents in there, and it was a fundraiser and everything. And then we brought Love as like the headliner. Like, whoa, this Miss Lahano's like singing group, so cool. And um, and and we were waiting to get ready to perform. And I'm so sorry, there are like nipples, like looking at. Are those nipples? Yeah, those are nipples. Sorry. Shout out to my artwork in my background. Shout out to uh, my friend and coworker Val. She's an artist, and she she gifted me those. Just nude artsy women in the studio. Got you. Cool. No, it's wonderful. Yeah, no, it looks really good. I'm so <laughs> I know I, naked women. I feel wonderful. so yeah. No, I feel so like childish at the fact that like I haven't I haven't appreciated any other part. I'm fixated on the nipples. I'm sorry. It's your yeah. biology, dude. It's because that literally gave us life. That's why we like boobs. Wow. Did you never think about that? You thought we just like boobs for the way it looks? Yes. I mean, yes, they're aesthetically pleasing, but like, it's also because uh, for uh, survival. You're an interesting man. I don't understand how, how, why you're pondering so hard on this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dude, you're blowing my mind right now. What? How am I blowing yeah, your mind? Because you just said like nipples gave us life, which is why we like them so much. Yeah. But like, you know, like the free the nipple movement, like I'm all the free the nipple movement is like trying to desexualize nipples so that like anyone who has boobs can be out in public and show their boobs and like and that's not like a, a sexualized thing, but yeah. but you're I'm not saying you're justifying our liking for boobies, but you're giving like a like more of like a biological reasoning as to like why it exists, like far beyond like just like oh sex, like I want a yeah. titty, like <laughs> sorry, I want a titty. Fuck. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, interesting, uh, interesting that it just sorry. like jumped from sex <laughs> straight to titty. Fuck. Sorry, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're I, a teacher. <laughs> Dude, I hope my students watch this. <laughs> uh, damn, they gave us life, so that's well, why I mean, we like them so much. No, but like as a baby, like we looked at boobies as like, oh my god, like that's my yes. food source. Yeah, exactly. No, that's why I was just thinking about like, yeah, being an infant and the way that we looked at boobs then, and how that just continued to pass on. And now we're like late twenties. Like, well, think like, about it, like you know the. Our mother's teat gave us life and what we're looking for in a uh, compatible partner to, that we want to spread our seed with, right, is someone that could give life, nurture life. And so that's why we're looking for that. It's this weird Oedipus thing. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the Oedipus complex. Uh, can you refresh me? Sorry. So there was this um, this uh, psychologist. His name was Sigmund Freud. Uh, yeah. Sigmund Freud. Um, and he... Uh, he was a very controversial uh, psychologist and he related a lot of like how our brain works. It's sexually is because what we're looking for is someone that resembles our mother. Right. Yeah. So that's like yeah, one yeah. of the ideologies. Right. right? And so uh, maybe subconsciously we're looking for a, a compatible mate that represents a lot of the traits that our mother uh, because we like our mother took care of us. We are alive right now because of our mothers. We are looking for a mate that could be like our mothers to be the mother of our future children to make sure that they survive type of thing. So sometimes like you'll see like people 
dating other people and just you know what they're really looking for is just like another version of their mom and it's weird it's not necessarily tried and true it's a trend these are all just controversial do you think this is why like who knows how long uh, the human race has existed but do you think this is why like for as long as we've existed i'm so surprised that are you full filipino yeah i mean I'm as full Filipino as you can get. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, like, this probably contributes to the fact of, like, are you serious? Like, our our dad or our dad's dad or our dad's dad's dad or our dad, like, never fell for anyone other than a, a Filipino woman. But it's because his mom was Filipino, like, subconsciously. I mean, know. that could be... That could be a factor. Also I mean, environment. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's the geography. It's just, mm. like, I mean... My parents were, I mean, they did meet in America. I mean, <laughs> they mm. could have, they could have met people of other nationalities. However, like prior to that, like our ancestors, they just resided in the Philippines, stayed in the Philippines for generations and generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We now are living in a time where America is just so diverse and where society doesn't give a fuck who you who you mate with yeah you know you could yeah. be a, a, a white man with a black woman a black man with a white woman an asian man with yeah. a white woman and so on and so forth that's right? only like 19 1968 yeah 19, dude. like that this is like pretty recent jim like, crow stuff was not too long ago mm -hmm, yeah you know yeah and like, the fact that like we've surpassed that in less than a century yeah. what still racism still exists yeah. man you know right, i mean right. like yeah. i was just having this conversation and it's so sad that but it says that uh an Asi asian men are at the bottom of the of the dating hierarchy like when it comes to like you know latino men white men black men asian men are viewed by women let's talk about just like heterosexuality in general, they are the ones that like generally will be looked past because wow. we have the worst stereotypes. Whoa, where are you getting this information? Is this like a was this a survey? Or There's statistics. There's surveys out there, and like um, uh, I got this from a conversation, so yeah, it's still like third hand, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he got it from like studying yeah uh, surveys and whatnot. But it, it isn't that why? I mean, like think about it. You think of like an Asian man standing next to a big black man, and a girl is choosing between the two. She's gonna be like Asian guy, small penis. <laughs> Damn, sad, dude. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. gonna compete with the big black man. He probably yeah. does have a bigger <laughs> penis than I do, but I don't know. I would like to think that, like, my personality, <laughs> my personality can satisfy you, dude. We getting pussy with our personality. I hope so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Shout I out mean, to Lil Dicky. Yeah, <laughs> does he say that? <laughs> yeah. I mean. His name's also Lil Dicky. <laughs> Love it. His name yeah. is a joke. Yeah. I mean, do you connect with any of this? Did you have difficulty uh, with being an Asian man and like having to try to like enter the dating game? Dude, when I was in second- I, I definitely have. When I was in second grade, I had a crush on a girl. Um, white girl. And- mm. Yeah, I, I had a crush on a girl, and then someone came up to me and was like, hey, like, 
uh, this girl likes you, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh my God, you got, and like, and I was like, no, I, I, like, we can't be together. Look, like, our, I, you str- said that. I straight up said that at like eight You're years old. Kidding. Yeah. You like, pointed at your skin and yeah. then pointed at her. Like, Whoa. I don't, I wonder. Where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, you just said that. Like, have you ever had that problem? And that popped in my head. I was like, yeah, I, I said that. I like, cried at night sometimes thinking wait whoa we're like we're like going way far back my bad no 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 keep i'm very interested i no i am too like i don't know why that that's just like the when you said like have you ever like that's what popped up was like like that experience of like pointing at my skin and her skin and then like laying in in bed thing. Oh, it was a twin day. It was mm-hmm. a twin day. And and my best friends in second grade were two white boys. And uh and like I was crying the night before because like I was like, no one's gonna think we're twins. Oh because shit. Yeah. Is that that's kinda weird. That's that's kinda weird. Is that weird or is that just I wonder why that happened. That is like so emotionally and societally self-aware. At such a young age, yeah, because no kid is thinking that, right? I hope, I hope kids not. probably broadly not. think like you look different than me, and I look different than you, yeah. right? But then you're to be crying at night thinking about like, oh, we're never gonna, we, we can't, I can't be twins with anyone unless they're the same skin color as me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, did you deal with like, did you deal with like racism as a kid? You grew up here. You grew up in Concord, right? It's a yeah, knowing what, knowing what you know now as an adult is like such a hard. It's so hard to like, in retrospect, think about like, did I do it? Like, I if I did, I probably, I probably just brush it off, or I probably didn't think anything of it. Hmm. Um, well, I it's easy to, it's easy to brush it off. I mean, especially like when you're a kid and you don't have a full grasp on like, yeah, the weight of someone else's scrutiny or like microaggressions yeah, my, yes exactly but i think like in terms of you just said microaggressions like i think my niece who's 11 years old probably knows more about microaggressions than i knew like 11 my 11 year old self just because i think it's i think it's more talked about now well i mean it's like, it's the and this keeps coming up on the podcast is uh it's woke culture like the younger generation we are teaching them uh we are trying to uh go in the direction of PC culture so strongly yeah. that like the younger and younger the generation is, the more and more yeah. introduced they are to like being they, sensitive and being more woke. And they like, know what non-binary means. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. They know they, they're like very respectful of like, uh, like LGBTQ plus queer, like, uh, just like phrasing of like he, she, they like yeah. they, and I'm like, I, I was like, I don't think I learned how to speak like this until college. Like, and you're you're ten years old, eleven years. Like, yeah. Think yeah. about the older generation, specifically Filipinos. Yeah. Um, we in in Tagalog in that in our dialect, there's no he she, there's no they, there's just xia is what it is. Like, mm. uh, you know, nasan xia is where is he or she. Yeah. Xia is a universal term, yeah. which I think is like. Way to go. We we got it on the fucking head. Like, we <laughs> yeah. don't have to deal with, like, pronouns and getting it wrong in the uh, Tagalog culture. But on on the other end, 
now since they are engraved in their subconscious like in their that's why it's so hard like have you ever like dealt with your mom like messing up with her him mm-hmm. she they because yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely. translating it in real time right. cuz english is their second yeah. language they're translating in real time like what is him hey there's no word for it yeah in tagalog yeah. it's just sha no i think you just explained that to me because i yes i've caught my i i've caught my parents saying like he when they meant she vice versa but like i didn't i don't speak tagalog so i didn't have that context but mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah are you glad to have like are you glad to be a millennial i just recently had a conversation with my mom where she was just like uh, something. It, it, this happens. To me. I don't know if you have the, these conversations with your parents, where like uh, I'm just challenging them and uh, challenging my mom on any given topic, and then she's just like, "But just respect your elders," mm. and th- and that's like one one idea of like, well, res- I, I get respect, yeah, but should I respect? you if what you're saying is like flawed or what if you're saying is like what if what you're saying is disrespectful like that's like we shouldn't just end the argument at like but i'm older than you so i win yeah Yeah, like are we allowed to respectfully disagree in cultures like this that teach respecting your elders i think 50 years ago the answer was no no you're not allowed to talk back my mom constantly says like why do you why do you talk to me like that do you realize like how, how I used to talk to your to your uh, your nana and tatai? There's no questions asked. You do what they tell you to do. But then I'm like talking to them about like you know what goes on in the news, and it's not necessarily them having mal intent with their beliefs. Uh, it, never, no, yeah. They're true. just traditional. They're yeah, just old fashioned, yeah, yeah. and you're just trying to be like, yo, like ma, you can't say this anymore, yeah. mom. <laughs> you can't say that. We're just joke, asking dad. questions now. Yeah, yeah, we're just trying to make them question. And I'm sure like and and when that's when we're in that situation i always go to like yo in 30 years is our kid going to be is my kid going to be asking me this mm-hmm. like and i'm going to be in their shoes being like shit i know nothing like i like uh, i remember in high school middle school early high school there was a point where i had to like be like uh, dad said something along the lines of like gay is not okay mm-hmm. and me and my sisters were like yo dad like that's not okay that you're saying that like gay is there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. someone saying they're gay and like and my dad had to chew on and my dad's like totally cool now which like learning is great like but um, yeah that was like a that was like a turning point that was a turning point in, in just his perception of like oh like yeah dude can wear a dress yeah. dude can do what like dude like can do whatever they, whatever they, they want, want yeah. yeah um which we grew up with that i'm one that turning point what is that going to be for us when we're 50 years old what and, and what is yeah. it for right like what, uh-huh. the, what i'm saying you're saying what is that turning point going to be for us what's yeah. going to be the subject matter that we're going to have to be yeah. in the posi- positions to learn yeah. well i'm already feeling turning points dude really with like um cuz we're millennials and like i've had to learn I mean, it wasn't until more recently that we had to be more sensitive uh, and aware of like pronouns and whatnot. And uh, mm-hmm. even though I don't have any malintent, like I, it's the wrong pronoun can slip. Oh, yeah. And so totally. like right there, uh, mm-hmm. like you just apologize, you readjust, you learn, you grow and you continue. Right. Yeah. So I'm constantly learning from like the younger generation. Yeah. Uh, damn, that sound old. Uh, 
how to just adjust, yeah. but allow me to have that adjustment period because I'm just human at the end of the day. Yeah. And the brain is a fucked up thing. And my subconscious will, will overpower my, uh, will overpower everything. Yeah. You no, know, I feel it. And you said that you're learning from the, the younger generation, which I am too at times. And then there are also times where I'm like, there are times where I, I learn from that. I'm like, oh, okay, I can, I can see where you're at. And there are other times where I'm like, yeah, I don't understand this at all because that that pancake breakfast yeah. at Applebee's, I remember when That's we were what waiting, we're trying to get to. We, yeah. we were waiting to get ready to perform and I don't know, some of the kids were just like talking in the back saying their jokes to one another or something yeah. like that and you come up to me and whisper, "You're fucking around this all the time." <laughs> These little bitches aren't even funny at Dude, all. So, <laughs> like you, you just like I totally, sound mean. You like you like blew my mind there because I just I mean I just exist around them. I yeah. just thought I was just like that's how they talk. But then yeah, but but coming from someone who is like not exposed to this all the time, and then your only reference point is when we were in high school. Like yeah, it is like a lot different. It just the talking the banter is different the humor is um, different and you and you were like this is not funny <laughs> all right not fun. two things thing number one <laughs> i'm not that mean I, I'm, I'm like comedy's comedy it's subjective if you want to talk about whatever you want in your adolescent years do it i'm not your audience member don't worry about me thing number two i'm a, i'm entitled to my own opinion they weren't funny man they just, whatever they're talking about busting each other's balls and like whatnot i was just like all right, if that makes you happy, like I'd rather not stand here and be surrounded <laughs> by you children for like, you know, an elongated period of time. But as someone who like, you know, you kind of you're you're a performer, you're an entertainer, you you know the theory behind it as well because of the various mediums that you've performed through. I asked you once, I, I told you about this kid triangle in, yes. in my program. So we just triangle. went through we just went through distance learning, yeah. right? And in distance learning we had to be on motherfucking zoom never again yeah um and and yeah so all the kids were like in their boxes and we'd it, like yeah that was that was a crappy time but yeah you wake up you open the laptop and then you're you're in class and this kid named triangle love it every single day he showed up to zoom every single class six seven periods seven periods he showed up to zoom in a banana costume Yep. Triangle in a banana costume showed up to Zoom every single day without fail, except the one day where he didn't show up. Do you remember which day? Uh, I, one I day that he what didn't show up. Halloween. Ha That's Beautiful. the one day he didn't. That's she just dressed as a normal kid. You told me that this was called the like an anti joke or like it's a an anti joke. Of, I yeah. mean, kind of ish. Like uh, um, or like a lot of the things that he would say of like I, I I don't know. There were just a lot of okay. For example, I can never. Hey, what's up, Triangle? The ceiling. That's an anti joke, and that's and but like so no, literal. there's not even a laugh. There's not even a chuckle. It's just like, like like it but just it good. just engages in a stare. Yes, like sometimes, uh, <laughs> I I don't know. Sometimes uh, I'll be like, "Hey, Mr. Lana, you want to know something funny?" Yeah, what's up, Triangle? I, I like <laughs> and like nothing. Nothing will be said that's funny. Nothing like he'll be like, "I'm eating a sandwich," and then we'll just stare at each other. <laughs> And is then this now in person, and then everyone's says? like, "Yeah, everyone's like, yeah." He's like, "Yeah, that's funny." Like he will say, "Yeah, Confident. that's funny." Wow. And and I'm like, 
I yeah, I I didn't talk like this when I was in high school. So it's that's a it's, different. Yeah. I mean, like humor's subjective. That's a very specific like niche. Oh, type maybe of that's humor. him. That's him. Or is that like a high like uh the high school or maybe like band kid high school in twenty twenty two? Maybe that's whatever what? it is. I we I can't categorize. Yeah, it. I'm okay. not. I don't. Even though I know you have some theory behind comedy, I'm still a dumb fucking boy, and. uh he if that makes him laugh like because what he's doing is just like yeah sure we could categorize like what's up the ceiling that's an anti-joke literal very literal jokes analogous to like what did batman say to robin when they uh were about to get in the batmobile get in the batmobile and that's just, <laughs> that's just so stupid yeah yeah or just stuff like um uh what's what's green with four wheels uh, grass i lied about the wheels that's, that's yeah that's exactly yeah those are anti-jokes those gotcha. are triangles jokes i'm assuming. yeah those are exactly that's exactly triangles. so jokes. him yeah. like i love i love the commitment to the banana suit commitment is a huge part I of comedy i think that's yeah and then just the commitment yeah. on halloween if halloween was the one day he didn't show up in costume that's the best fucking joke out there that is high tier comedy that is so funny the uh, commitment to like 364 days out of the Mm -hmm. year yeah you know you will come up in a banana costume and just like oh it's halloween i'm gonna dress up normally yeah you ask me a lot of questions about like comedy because i think you're fascinated by the structure of it very similarly to like how I'm always I've always using the there's always this like unspoken connection between comedy and music. A lot of comedians want to be musicians and performers and a lot of performers and musicians want to be comedians. Right? Really? Yeah, huh. dude. Um do you know TI? Yeah. TI recently got into stand up. No way. He got booed off stage. <laughs> Dude, T.I. was an Ant-Man. <laughs> was he? Oh, did you not? Know? Yeah, T.I. I haven't seen Ant-Man. Ant-Man no. And Ant-Man is like definitely the the funny category of Marvel movies. So and, I've heard. And he did a pretty good job. He's like one of the minor characters, but he does like an okay job. I don't know how, how off script he's going with it, but he's doing all right in there. That's hella funny that he got booed off booed stage. Booed off stage, <laughs> dude. Just because you are successful in one uh, facet of the industry does not make you like yeah. I mean he's the type of guy now he's just like went straight from like rapping to like headlining comedy shows you can't do that yeah, you have yeah. to like work for it you know um, however what I was trying to say is that I, I like that you asked me questions about like comedy and the theory behind it because like it's a na- it's it's very similar to music how like music is universal comedy is universal right yeah, yeah however there's a science to everything dude right yeah you know, yeah. I mean, like music chords make sense because there there's numbers behind it. There's yep. spaces in between yeah. it, and like it makes sense. And there's patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Same yeah. with comedy, dude. It's all patterns. I don't know about that, uh, but I mean, I guess I, because I'm talking on the like, like with music when you were saying, yeah, there are chords, there are patterns. Like, yep, yep, yep. Same with comedy. I was like, nope, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, it's different for me because like I know some music a theory. Boat. Yeah, you know, boat. not to yeah. you nor ex- your extent, but yeah. like comedy, it's not like you've ever taken a comedy class. No, I mean, like, I, I, I I'm just I just admire people so much. Like, uh, even you. just like, you know, I, I admire someone on stage who can make a room full of people laugh. But even just in conversation, like, I what I appreciate about like us talking or when I see you talking to people is that like just the quick like the the quips. Oh the thank quips you. of just like when when something's said like you just 
know what to say right away. And it also happens to be funny too. I'm like, how the, like, how did that happen? Um, it's all a facade. And what I mean by that sounds sad, right? That, it, but it's, I assure you, it's not sad. The confidence, it's like you have to say it with confidence. It's the commitment. It's part of the comedy. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. all comedy is, it's all risk, dude. I don't know if what I'm going to say is going to make the person laugh. It just happens to make the person laugh. I don't know. And it's reading yeah. the room and it's the practice of like, okay, what it, what kind of humor is general enough to like whoever I'm talking to that it, it won't offend them. It's... uh it's uh referencing something that we both know right and then like it it happens to work out i it, it, you're saying the risk but i'm like i'm trying to reflect on if there's any been like with you or with other people who i feel have this same gift of like just being able to to quip and have fun and be sarcastic and like and make people laugh i i'm trying to think like I don't know if I've ever seen you or them fall flat, like you said. Oh, it's, you've uh, never seen like me bomb. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Good, let's know. keep it that way. Okay, uh, it's it happens, dude. Yeah. I mean, like uh, that. The thing about like candid conversation, though, is that you don't always have to be. Even though you're the funny guy, you don't always have to be funny. And maybe I'm not being like critical, like at every moment. I I have seen stand-up comedians bomb. But I think it's because as an audience member, I my expectation is that exactly, yeah. Which is why, and which is why improv is I hold near and dear to my heart because it is the most forgiving form of comedy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Along with like yeah. you know a comedy podcast because it's all candid with improv. Yeah. Like the audience is in on the joke that we are making this up on the spot, so there's a lot of forgivability. Right. As right, opposed to right. a stand-up set, that is a polished set that like, they expect for you to have worked on prior to getting up on stage. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to like music. When you're performing, when it's a set song, let's say it's Dude, not a jazz song. Yeah, like classical musicians versus jazz musicians. Classical is so rigid, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you, like, if you played one note out of tune, people are like, not okay with that. But let's take yeah. jazz. You bend the fucking note, dude. dude. You could bend the note. Oh, it's just like it's a few cents flat. It's like it's like kind of flat. Like that's part of like the fucking dude. thing, and right? Miles Davis says if you hit a wrong note, like dude, it's okay. It's the next note that makes that like you can you can play as many you can you can play as many wrong there's no I don't know, there's not like over any chord I could justify about any any note that you mm-hmm. like Jacob Collier says that and every single note harmonizes with every single chord mm-hmm. if you really think of, like if you extrapolate it enough it really does there's a Anything, way yeah to associate you it. could put a you could put a major third on a minor chord mm-hmm. and and you can justify it like you get like you can justify yeah it, it depends on the context what came before it and what came after it mm-hmm. like that's that's it would really see yeah. with that that's i mean i've jazz is basically the improv of comedy it's literally there's improvisation in jazz and it's risk comedy is risk jazz is risk what did you say because it's on the fly man yeah 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 it's the the uh the the lack of like exposure to it or like i mean i i've watched comedy but like yeah the lack of doing it is uh like uh, yeah, just mad respect to it, and also I, I don't understand it that much. So every time, like when we're doing, that's why I love when we do, dude. Could we could we freestyle? Like could I beatbox for you, and then could you freestyle on this? Will this these microphones be? Anyways, like oh, no, the freestyling is like that's why I it's we like can, the, yes. it's the combination. Yes, it's the combination of like 
that's that's like musical, but it's also like you taking your comedy and just your ability to like put words together. Like you're like that's I don't know. That's probably some of my happiest times on stage have been when I'm beatboxing your freestyling. That means a lot. I, it's just so like it's such an organic thing that's happening, and and everyone can relate to it because you're just speaking. Like you're you're just using words and you're just telling jokes, and, and but it happens to be in a rhythm, which again everyone's in on the. Oh, maybe that's why I think freestyling is cool. As opposed to everyone's like, in on it that like it doesn't have to make sense. I don't think rapping is that cool. I I, I think freestyle rap is insanely wow. cool though. What you're saying yeah. makes sense, also controversial. Yeah, right. The right, fact right. that you're like you don't yeah. think that okay. Yeah. Um but well, okay, so for example, Kendrick's music. Yes. I love Kendrick's music. Okay, Kendrick is great. And also Kendrick talks about like some really important stuff in his music. To yeah. Pimp T Pab, like uh, yeah. damn, like really good albums. But you ever seen just Kendrick like fucking freestyle? Holy shit. Like that's that's some cool shit. Like mm-hmm. that like I've I've never been more impressed with Kendrick than when he's freestyling. And it's probably not as good as his rapping in in either of those albums that I said, but it's like uh, but the, just it makes sense, the fact dude. That he's doing it on the spot—that's the beauty like, of yeah. it, right? It's like it's the on-the-spot fashion. Yeah. Like uh, um, Dave Chappelle's yeah. polished stand-up set will always be superior than the greatest improviser's improv set because mm-hmm. that took time. I mean, they're still great in in their own yeah in their own facet but still objectively speaking one took love time and care as opposed to the other one had the magic of being made in real time so it depends on what perspective you see it from what do you what are you appreciating it depends on the perspective because i'm like if you took that improvised set that you were talking about but you put it on netflix Mm. and the person watching didn't know that that was improvised would they think it was good i don't know if they watch this there's a There are two, there's a Netflix special called um, Schwartz and uh, Middle Ditch. And it's these two very fantastic improvisers that recorded their set in a theater based off of an audience's story. They pull suggestions from that story and they do a 45 minute show from it. Wow. And if you were to just watch that without knowing that it was... Improvised, it would still be a very funny forty-five minute play. But if you knew it was improvised, which this, these audience members did—they're like nuts. They're like, "Where are you coming up with? Like, how did you make that connection? How did you do that? Yeah, how did you know?" And yeah. these are two dudes playing like multiple different characters in the same forty-five minute set. Yeah. You, I, you should watch it. I mean, it's if you are this intrigued yeah. by the beauty of improv and and on the spot comedy, yeah. this is like. A lot of people say like, yeah, I love improv. I love whose line is anyway. That's nice. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cute. Yeah. But if you want, I will give you this one, which is like a higher leveled, you know. Yeah. It's it's like uh, whose line is in anyway is palatable. It's pop music. Right. Whose line is in anyway is Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. If you want something that's more so like, let's go with like D'Angelo. Yeah. But if you want something like a little more Lauren Hill, let's yeah. go, let's go, or you know, uh, Chet I Baker. I got you, Erica Badu. Yeah, I Erica Badu. Yeah. Then I'll show you other yeah. things, dude. When people are actually using the technical skills that they've learned, the theory, the science behind comedy, behind comedy improv, put it to use. That's what I could show you. On uh, Netflix. Netflix. Uh. Uh. Uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz, um, Schwartz and Middle Ditch. I can't okay. remember what it's called, but yes. Hell yeah. Um, 
Very nice. Do you want to get to the freestyling? Yeah. Are you going to freestyle? No. <laughs> Damn, that's it? Okay. No, no, All right. no. Well, maybe if I get you comfortable enough, you might. All right, let's... Uh, Are you going to do a random word generator, or do I give you a word? Um, You could give me a word. See, like, uh, so sometimes you ask me to do this, and the first word that always comes to mind is pizza. But, like, we've already done... Probably a lot of the times when you've asked me to give you a word, I've said pizza. You can hungry. you can tell what's on my mind yeah. all the time. Okay, what well, it doesn't uh, have to be pizza, or it could be pizza. I'll do whatever. You know, this is like a, a raunchy podcast, so the first word that came to mind was masturbation. Masturbation. All right, uh, go ahead and beatbox for me. Yeah. Uh, how should I beatbox? Like that's fine. Right here. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the master. I'm the master. Yeah. 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 What's up? Master Asian. Good at masturbation. Mm. I'm doing the calculations. One stroke, two stroke, three stroke, four. What do I do? Do not open the door. You want more? Damn, girl. Get over, you whore. That's really, really rude. I won't say you no more, but I watch videos when I masturbate. And I'm like a baby bird. I pre-masticate all my food when I feed my girl. Because it... It's easier for her to chew. Yeah, I like to be over here at the same time, girl, and I wanna just be with you. Take take off your clothes. Let's say yo, I wanna invite all the hoes and get in the room while we boom boom get really high. We're gonna go get me some shrooms. We go take one, then we like to take two. My favorite color is purple and blue, cause I like to do that till my balls are blue. And I'm like, oh shit, I. Gotta go poo Then I run to the toilet And I go sit down I got the biggest Filipino dick in town That's four inches I got four bitches I got to go chill And I sit on all the benches In the park I'm dark Boom boom Look like Tony Stark I'm gonna go outside And I bark like a dog Or I like to rib it like a frog You cannot see me If I'm chilling in the fog Back to masturbation I go to the hub I like to take my pants down And I give it a rub I'm like, oh, I can't find the video. I'm like, damn, girl, let's go on to Vimeo because that's where I find the nice girls with the nice faces. I got nice teeth, never worn braces. Invisalign, so I got it nice. I like to eat apples with some fried go, rice. That's go. a weird combination. We're back to masturbation. I'm gonna do calculations and I happen to be Asian. I just use that rhyme scheme, but I do not even care. I like to go use some hair gel in my hair. I just say random words and I like to be fly as a bird. And I like to say things absurd. And I'm gonna say things really loud so I'm heard. And I don't wanna come first or second. I wanna come third. I wanna Only one bullet when I touch myself. I like try to find porn mags over on the shelf. Because I'm old school and I like to do it that way. And I'm like, ooh, I like to. Uh, I have no more words. Yeah. And that is freestyling, baby. And you happen to say out of pocket stuff when you have no filter. Good job, man. God. Martin, this has been really fun. I'm glad that I was finally able to sway to do my podcast because I knew you're a good conversationalist. A good balance of being able to be silly and goofy and talk about some real stuff, which we did. Dude, thank you for having me. This is a uh, wow. Yes. This is like a dream come true. I hear this a lot, so this is cool to be on on this side of it. It's like well, kind of unreal. Yeah. welcome, dude. Um, and congratulations in the future um, to getting married. 
Thank I'm you, also man. engaged, so we have that in common. Yeah, man. Um, and I can't wait for your wedding. I can't wait to go to I Vegas. I can't wait for yours. Uh, you're going to yeah. have to wait a little bit because we got some planning <laughs> right, right, to right. do, man. Yeah, but, we'll, uh, we'll go to Vegas for now and we'll, uh, yeah. and we'll, we'll party it up, dude. Hell yeah. But until then, um, one last thing I'd like to ask my guests is to look into their camera and leave the listeners with a piece of advice or just a saying. Oh, dang. Oh, um, uh, huh. uh, I, I teach high school. The first thing that came to mind was I teach, I teach high school seniors and, uh, and, uh, something that they kept saying while, uh, while we were kind of getting ready for graduation was, uh, don't take things for granted because, uh, you never know when things are done. So, uh, enjoy what you got now. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Baddies, you know where to find me. You can follow me on Instagram at Christian Azazma. Follow the podcast at ICBTB Podcast. Email us at ICBTB Podcast at Yahoo.com or check out our merch and all other things at ICBTB.com. It can't be that bad. Oh, 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 Oh,